Hello everyone and welcome back to Non Sequitur Nerds. Tonight, it's the Revenge of the Nerds. We're talking nerd culture and just kind of general representations of nerds tonight. But as always, I'm Tim, joined by my buddy Ian. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there. Uh, just capping off a pretty hellacious work week, uh, for me anyway. Yeah. It's just meetings after meetings after meetings after meetings. Is... Those are... And let me guess, half of them are meetings that could have been explained in a short, like, two-sentence email, right? <laughs> no, no. Uh, some of it was my own was my own doing. I did attend a few uh, several hour long seminars this week, so all right. Um, uh, yeah, there was some of that. But anyway, uh, it was talking about nerdy stuff, doing a lot of uh, you know learning about new nerd technology and things like that. So I'm keeping go. up with the 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 moniker. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, it's it's like for you being in more of an IT business, I imagine you've got a lot more of that. Me working at a predominantly Amish factory, not so much. Although I found out the new guy that works directly next to me plays D&D. Granted, he's uh, how old? He's like 21, 22, I think he is. And he's like, yeah, I've been oh, playing. just a baby. Yeah, he's like, I've been playing since middle school. And I'm like, oh, me too. Wait, my since middle school and your since middle school are a bit of a difference there. Um, yeah, there's like a 15-year difference between those middle yeah, schools. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's uh, I mean, he, he, it's cool. It's nice to have somebody at work to nerd out with. Like, he plays games, he plays D&D. Uh, like he, uh, he, I have somebody to talk about, uh, talk to about Moon Knight, Ian, which I don't imagine you've watched yet. Do I look like I've had time? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm still, like, four shows behind. What <laughs> You are. I started, I did start uh, Vox Machina, though, so. Oh, okay, awesome. See, so, all right, so I told you guys that I would get Ian to watch it, and we, we're going to do a review on it. I was going to watch it anyway. I just hadn't gotten around to it yet, so it's, I did start good. it. It's good. The animation's good. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, nerd yeah, culture, yeah, yeah. nerd culture. Um, Obviously, that's something that's a big thing about this show, because, you know, we are nerds. I wouldn't say we're cultured, but we're nerds. Um, It's, it's... We've mentioned before how it's it's nice, especially in the times that we're in, seeing how nerd culture has become the more popular thing. I mean, people play game like people play games, people do tabletop stuff. Like, as a quick like super excited note, I finally got this guy here to play D and D with us. Well, I, we Ian and I we've talked about it. we used to play tabletops together in high school. Haven't had time. We're actually going to be able to start playing that again. But, like, even things like that are becoming more mainstream and more popular. But how people perceive nerds is the biggest thing that has changed. Um, mm -hmm. as, as Ian and I were kind of talking before the show tonight, and we'll go into more detail, but it seems like, in my opinion, the 80s to the 90s were kind of when you saw how nerds were represented in media or in pop culture change a bit. Um, and even even a little bit before the 80s, but I mean, you had movies where nerds were always stereotypically high-waisted, pocket protector, big thick glasses, you know, scrawny, you know, losers, because that's that's how people perceive nerds, you know. But now it's yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah, I mean, you could use you could use a, a pretty basic juxtaposition if you want to, looking at at uh, say. Um, Revenge of the Nerds. Again, the nerds were, you know, scrawny, frat, you know, their own little 
isolated frat house type pocket protectors. Now, granted, they were the heroes of the show. And I say heroes loosely because if you go back and rewatch that movie, they do a lot of very illegal things. Yeah, like how... And I know it's, it's you know, for the sake of plot, but how are these guys not, at the very least, completely expelled, let alone arrested? I mean, again, that's... it's If you've seen the movie, I mean, you get it, but... Well, yeah, and it, it it flows along with that, you know, the the uh, kind of the the John Hughes type uh, mm-hmm. shenanigans, and and then the you know the animal houses of back in the day when yep. you know they they completely destroyed a town and yeah. and they didn't get expelled um, type yeah. thing. But um, you know, if you plot look at armor. The, right plot <laughs> armor, if you look at the difference though between the way the nerds are represented in Revenge of the Nerds versus how let's say the uh the character of Sam Flint is is represented in uh Tron Legacy. They're both very nerdy characters. Uh you know, Sam's a computer whiz, hacker type, you know, all this other stuff, but he's ripped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very muscular, very athletic, like rides a motorcycle. I mean, even his dad in the original Tron, you know, Jeff Bridges, he yeah. wasn't I mean, the original Tron came out in the 70s, 80s, uh, 70s, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an older film at this point. Uh, right. And wow. And even then, you know, he wasn't he wasn't uh, portrayed really as kind of, you know, your stereotypical yeah. nerd, even though he was. Yeah, very much. Um, so. But, you know, but point being is there there's you can see those the evolution of kind of the nerdy character go uh, throughout you know, from the, the 80s, the 90s, to the aughts, to, to today. Yeah. Um, we, you don't really have that that stereotypical nerd. And if they are the stereotypical nerd, they usually have, like, some kind of, you know, they're, like, bloody rich or, you know, they right. have some, you know, they have some other uh, deus ex machina type thing <laughs> going on. Right. Um, well, I mean, like, like, you mentioned, like, ripped nerds. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Henry Cavill. I mean, the dude is... We mentioned this on a prior show. He is literally built like Superman, but builds gaming PCs for fun, plays Warhammer, and will, like... I don't know, there was some talk show he was on where somebody said something wrong, and he, um, actually them. You're right. I mean, he didn't do it in that voice, but he, he like, nerdy, um, actually... Uh, so, like, he has no issue defending his nerd cred. I mean, even, like, if you look at, uh, you know, voice actors, uh, Travis Willingham. Uh, if you guys can't tell, I'm, I'm on a critical role kick lately. But um, Travis Willingham, like, the dude is jacked. But he is a oh, huge, he's huge. He's literally a huge nerd. Um, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, Thor. Literally built like a god. He's a bit of a nerd. Um, yep. So, I mean, it's... it's Vin it's, Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel, you know? It's it's all these people... I've read that you wouldn't imagine are nerds just based on physical appearance. And I know we don't like to stereotype, but people still do. Like, if you look at somebody like me walking down the street, you know, with these things on, a Mario shirt, you're like, oh, that guy's a nerd. You see, you know, somebody like Henry Cavill walking down the street, and you're like, oh, that dude must work out a lot. Which, I mean, he does, but that's not all he's about. Um, I've talked about, you know, a former co-worker of mine, my buddy Cass, who, he's Greek, he is literally built like a Greek god. His hobbies include reading fantasy novels, that's, and playing video games. Yep. I mean, but most people, when you see him, you think, oh, you know, the, the dude's a model or a, a gym rat. 
I mean, he is a gym yep. rat. He he lifts all the freaking time, but he still loves nerdy stuff. And if you would have gone back even to like our parents' generation, which as I say that is a little farther back than what I'd like to admit, but you see people like that wouldn't be caught reading a comic book. They wouldn't caught be caught playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know? Yeah, I mean, there was kind of that hidden, you know, you had to really kind of, like, hide your nerddom back in those days. And even kind of somewhat when we were kids, too. Like, yeah. You know, we also grew up in an extremely kind of uh, conservative, quiet... Behind the times. Uh, behind the times area, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, were. finding a and d group when we were growing up is literally, like, three of us. It's yeah. Three, four of us. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, our, our original gaming group, it was you, Kevin, and myself primarily. I mean, every so often we'd have a fourth person jump in, but they'd never they'd never stay long. It was usually just yeah. the three of us. Um, or somebody would pop in, play once, because they were in town, and then that'd be the last we'd ever see them. But, yeah, like, you couldn't find anything like that. I mean, it was... You and I were lucky enough that we grew up with video game systems in our household, most people I knew, they didn't have a Super Nintendo. They didn't have, you know, a Genesis. They didn't have, you know, they may have had an, an original NES with Duck Hunt because, you know, their their uncle thought it was neat and bought it for them. But right. beyond that, you, like, and now it's like, every one of my, my, my son's friends at school, he has added on, like, his Fortnite list or on his Minecraft friends list or his Roblox, Roblox friends list. They all play video games. You know, my daughter, even a lot of her friends yep. play video games, you know? Oh, my kids, my kids love the game. I mean, they love playing all kinds of games. You know, there's standard Mario Kart, but, my, you know, Ashton, my son, plays Destiny. He plays Halo. He plays, uh, I said Minecraft. Um, I don't let him get into Fortnite yet, um, but... Uh, you know, he, he does like to go out there and, and play various different video games. And right. my daughters love to play, you know, like Mario Kart and, I mean, and, and, and Animal so, Crossing yeah. and, you know, all those games. So I mean, and, and, and say what you will about kids playing games. I mean, obviously, be responsible about it as a parent. Let them play things that are appropriate to, for them. Right. But, I mean, games are great for hand-eye coordination. They're great for reading and comprehension. Uh, I mean, if you play RPGs, they're great for math and problem solving. So, I mean, there is a world of benefits to playing games. Now, that shouldn't be all that they do. I mean, my kids know that when they get home from school, they, their homework, they have to have that done before they can do anything else. They have to yep. get their chores done. And if they have free time after, you know, homework and chores, if they want to play games, cool. They know that there's priorities. They will do their homework. They know that if, if their grades start slipping, games are the first thing to go for them. I mean, that's for them a, a, you know, I don't, this isn't a parenting podcast, but for them, that's a big incentive to want to, to strive to do good because that's a, that's a hobby that they legitimately enjoy. Like I can't count how many times, you know, one of the kids will be playing, you know, Minecraft or Roblox, you know, or a game where you can make something in it. And I'm like, yo, dad, dad, come here. I want to show this to you. And some of the stuff they make on there, I mean, it's, it's helping their creativity, their visual expression. Sure. I mean, some of the stuff that my son can make on Minecraft, I'll have to ask him, like, how did you do that? Because I want to know how to make that. Uh, or, like, you know, like my daughter, she'll, like, make a little, like, simple game on, on Roblox. She'll have been playing it for 10 minutes and have, you know, like, a fully fleshed out, you know, environment in that game. 
Yeah. And she's working to make other stuff for it. And it's like, that's, that's, to me, that's impressive. You know, that's them being creative, you know, like they've both expressed interest in, I know they're still a little young, you know how kids are, they're going to change their mind 800,000 times, but they've each expressed, you know, well, hey, you know, if I wanted to go to college for making games, what would I have to do for that? Or if I wanted to go to program stuff, what would I have to do for that? And it's like, like when I was growing up, there weren't as many options for those kind of things. Um, in retrospect, I wished I would have gone into something like that because by the time I graduated, that you know that was a booming market. But it's neat that they're already as kids. That that's something that they want to be when they grow up. They want to be a game maker. They want to be a uh, you know a, a programmer. They want to be a level designer. Things like that. And again, going back to our younger days, it was hard to get anybody to even play a game, let alone thinking about it being a legitimate career. I mean, even in our lifetime, we've seen that paradigm of what is, you know, nerdy change. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the even, you know, again, going back to depictions of nerds in media, you know, there's the there's the the, (laughs) no, I'm saying that, you know, there's the nerd in in Robot Chicken, you know, the the quintessential nerd. But at the same time, you know, he's he's kind of more of a slapsticky type character. But it's a pair at the same time. He also gets he also gets into these like bombastic situations where he's like the hero and everything. Um, And uh, yeah, and being a nerd is. You know, people like I said, he used to kind of wear hide that, but they they kind of let that flag fly nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at pre-COVID, anyway, like comic book convention, like Comic Con and PopCon and all of the anime cons and all yep. of those different co- conventions around the country, around the world, like yep. the number of people that attend those kind of things is absolutely insane. Oh, God, Gen yes. Con is one of Gen Con is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, tabletop based convention and it's based I, I, out of where i live yeah I, I think it still holds the record for being the biggest i last, yeah, last I believe I it, yeah i believe it does too but i mean they the at their their big anniversary celebration before uh before covid hit they had to rent out i think the entire convention center and then yep. some of the football stadium that was yeah. next door yep because there were so like, i believe many their attendance i believe their attendance rate uh, their attendance was i think 300,000 jeebus and that's and, and keep in mind for for anybody that's not familiar with gen con that is predominantly a tabletop slash board game uh convention like they deal in in D&D Warhammer you know, uh, different nerdy board games. That's that's the extent of their thing. So I mean, they're a very specific kind of con, and they still had three hundred thousand, which yep. is insane. Yep. So I mean, you can imagine like just the the sheer number of people that are, and and you don't not everybody that goes to these things are there for the you know for the tabletop games. I mean, yep. that's the primary draw, right? But they do co- cosplay contests. They yeah. do. You know they have vendor booths for all kinds of different stuff, and so it's it, it's a thing. But and and that's the other thing is like nerds nowadays are you know they they make a living being nerds. You know you yeah. have people doing doing podcasts and nerdy yeah. podcasts and stuff, and they they get paid for it doing. I'd like to know how um, doing <laughs> stream. You know <laughs> they like, have to have more than twenty listeners, Ian. <laughs> apparently they uh, you know you have to. They have there's Twitch streamers that are that are paid and and whatnot to. We need to be in hot tubs. That's that's what that's what we're missing. All right, let's. I, I mean, I, I've got a boom mic. I can just sit here and lick it, uh, and, 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 and just, 
do one of those ASMR podcasts. Um, I'll, I'll sell my backwash tea. Uh, does this, does that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this got weird. Um, <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's other people that are, you know, crafters, you know, people that mm-hmm. make leather armor, they make yeah. metal armor, they make prop replicas, you know, the, one of my favorite, one of my favorite TV shows that I like to watch is Forged in Fire on yes, uh, I love History that Channel, show. Yep. on History Channel. It's literally blacksmiths, people that make, you know, they make a living as a blacksmith. Like, like, like you an know, old school think... blacksmith, like forging right. everything. I mean, yeah, they use some machinery, but literally forging it with their hands. I mean, right. like, that, like, if, if I could get into any trade skill and be good and financially stable about at it, it would be blacksmithing. Just because it's, it's more than just making swords and knives. You can make, you can make tools, you can make armor, you could make all manner of just really awesome things. I think that's why I like 3D printing. It's, it's blacksmithing made easy. I literally push a button and walk away for five hours. <laughs> but, um, right. like, I, point being that's is a trade skill like, I would love to get know, into. Yeah, but I mean, the the point being is, though, you know, you have to have some level of of appreciation not only yeah, for you know, especially people that make fantasy swords, yeah. fantasy type gear and stuff like that, which and, is and, and make them know, durable enough to actually like some like you can go to any Renaissance fair and find like a fan a fantasy sword from some movie or video game. Um, I believe you is it you or your brother that owns a Keyblade. My brother does. Which, I mean, that one is very much a a prop display replica. Yeah. But there are blacksmiths out there who make make ones that are, like, full contact. You can beat somebody to death with this keyblade. I saw one blacksmith, it was some channel on YouTube, and I unfortunately don't remember who it was, but they made a, it was three-quarter scale Buster Sword, uh, of Cloud Sword from Final Fantasy VII, only because making it 100%, they were having a hard time lifting it, so they made it three quarters so that structurally it'd be a little bit more sound based on how they were building yeah. it. But I mean, they the thing was you could like they were like chopping wood with it, cutting stuff in half with it, and like that's not something you can just put together willy nilly. I mean, you have to have at least some manner of skill. But again, it's like something like that. People, even non nerds, like that's cool. You know, right? It's it's awesome. Yeah, but it, I mean, it also extends to to other arts and crafts, you know, and whatnot, and like actual art. You know, yeah. there's plenty of 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 uh, artists out there. Oh, I mean, God. look at uh, you look at some of the some of the biggest uh, game companies in the world right now, and they they have art studios and and uh, CGI departments that rival you know major big name studios. I've said it for years. If Blizzard Entertainment ever wanted to get out of making video games, they could just go and make freaking movies because like that, their cinematics mm-hmm. are amazing. Oh yeah, like, beautiful. That's something that Blizzard has always been great about. Like their cinematics are always like top notch. Even just like the mm-hmm. opening movie. Like, I remember the original, uh, it might have been, I think it was World of Warcraft, uh, where it opens up with the, the dwarf in the snow, and he's got yep. his mother. Yeah, that's okay. the original. The first, like, I mean, even today, the CGI in that is still pretty good. But, like, when that came out, just, I sat there just watching it, because of, like, they animate, like, you could see the pores on his skin. I mean, I know in today's day, uh, age of 4K, it probably isn't going to hold, hold up if you watch it in 4K, but... Back when that premiered, oh my god, that was amazing. Uh, Overwatch, when they put out like the the character vignettes for that, kind of explaining like their stories a little bit more. All of those, the animation was incredibly smooth, fluid. 
visually, I mean, Overwatch is more of a, I don't want to say cartoony, but it's a less than realistic cartoony. art style. Yeah, it's, it's cartoony. <laughs> it's cartoony. It's cartoony. Um, yeah. Not to dumb it down or anything, but like, even the animatics for that are phenomenal. Blizzard, yeah, I agree with Ian 100%. If Blizzard ever wanted to get out of games, make a CG movie, because, you know, better than the Warcraft movie, um, and you'll got, you guys will make bank. Right, exactly. I mean, and and it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, the video games is kind of, you know, our default type, you yeah. know, nerdy, nerdy type thing, right? You know, and when we were growing up, you know, it was kind of, again, it was that niche thing. Like people didn't, you know, if you had a video game system or if you play video games, you were kind of nerd. Yeah. Um, nerd default. Type. <laughs> right. In... Uh, 2021, the video game industry uh, grossed $60.4 billion in revenue, up 8% from 2020. Not bad. If that tells you how popular yeah. the video games are these days. Yeah. Um, Just a little bit. Right. But, uh, and then, you know, you then there's also, we talked a little bit about things like Kickstarters and stuff like that before, too. I mean, there's plenty of people out there who are just creating for the sake of creating. Yeah. And it's really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and, and they're taking their love of, you know, nerd culture and things like that. You know, their Kickstarters and Etsy shops and yep. Pinterest posts. and Well, I mean, heck, and, even, you know, I'd mentioned 3D printing a little bit ago. There are some companies that make their money 3D printing stuff. But mm -hmm. there's some create. There's a lot of creators actually, who just put it out there for free. It's like, hey, I made this thing. If you've got the equipment or have the means to print it, here it is. Have it. Others sell. Yeah. Others sell like the the files to print it yourself. Others sell the already printed stuff. Like I was at the uh, my local friendly gaming store the other day, and they had gotten in a a new set of 3D terrain for um for like tabletop games, and like the quality. Like you could t like. You can tell when stuff's 3D printed. It just has a certain feel, certain look to it. Um, but, like, it was very obscenely high quality. The only reason, I, like, the price on it was fantastic. The only reason I didn't pick it up is they had, they had uh, like, display pieces for it. They were all, like, pre-painted professionally. I didn't realize mm. that. And I'm like, oh, my God, these look great. And that price, oh, my God, I'm picking up, like, one of every set. They're supplied unpainted. And my my painting skills particularly with miniatures, are not the greatest. <laughs> so I'm like, even though a lot of it's terrain, and like, I could make a rock look like a rock, there were two rock sets, uh, some water pools, like a bunch of different buildings that were actually modular, so you could like take off like the all the walls to the upper story if you had people in there. But anyway, like, so I mean, there's even stuff like that that people are making that are readily available to people now. And, like, back when, when we were younger, like, I remember the first time I did, for a miniatures game, any kind of, like, 3D terrain, it was mm -hmm. computer software that formatted the images to print out onto cardstock or just regular paper. You had to cut it out, tape it together, and you had a ramshackle, like, building or, you know, or whatever have you. But it was all, 99% of it was all like rectangular or flat surface yeah. stuff. And now we're, we're, you know, we're, you know, so it's even that has changed, you know, uh, um, from that aspect anyway, but yeah, nerd culture in general, it's, it has evolved a lot. It has grown a lot. It is more mainstream. It's more popular. Um, I mean, even, and I've mentioned this before, even people at work, if there's any kind of like 
big in mainstream news, video game related news. I'm the one that they come to at work and go, hey, Tim, tell me more about this. What have you read about it? What do you think about it? And they may only be, you know, vaguely familiar with video games, but that kind of stuff is popping up in mainstream news now. I mean, before, the only thing you saw in mainstream news was like, oh, video game, the video game market's crashing, you know, blah, blah, blah. If, if any of you remember the, the first video game crash, or the I should say the last one, because there hasn't been a video game market crash since the last one back in like 70s 80s somewhere around there yeah something it, it, it like was that. it was a little before our time uh not by much though but uh <laughs> yeah mean, and you yeah. all i mean uh, beyond that you only ever heard of uh uh oh who was it yeah uh you only ever heard of uh you remember jack thompson yes uh that i, I jack remember jack thompson yeah that jackass attorney that kept trying to sue the crap out of uh the video game industry claiming that, you know, they caused violence and children and all this other stuff. And he was just I mean, like, uh, here's my big argument. If video games cause violence in children, Ian and I would be serial killers at this point. I mean, he may have bodies in his basement. I don't know. He tells me he doesn't have a basement, but I think it's just a cover. I mean, something's covered up, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Video games are a fantastic thing. Um, just, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. They're fantastic. They're fun. They're a great like that's how when I'm done with all the stuff I when I'm done with work, I'm done with all my stuff at home. That's how I relax, you know. I do my daily yep. workout and then I play games. You know, and I just I just kind of chillax cuz it's it's a great way to especially being ADHD. It is a great way to keep myself on task, entertained. Um and even sometimes, like, I'll be playing a game and I'll have, like, something on over there with music playing over here while playing a game because I'm one of those kind of ADHD guys where I have to have stimulus all around me or I get distracted. So I have to have distractions or I get distracted. But anyway, um, that's why I think this show works so well for us getting off topic. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, you know, video games, tabletop gaming, you know, like... Model building. Model building is something that that's blown up in the last couple of years. And I don't just mean, you know, building a 67 Mustang, you know, 30-second scale car. I mean, like, you know, like, I've got a whole stack of them I need to build over here. Like, Gundams is an example. Gundam models. You used to, I remember when we were growing up, Walmart, for a, at least in this area, for a very short time, carried an obscenely limited selection of Gundam models. And it was right around the time that Cartoon Network started airing Gundam, so they they you know imported them, tried it out, it didn't sell too well. But now there are entire stores, even here in the states, dedicated to stocking just shelves and shelves of Gundams. Um, like right now, I've got let's see one, two, four, five, seven, seven that I need to build. Um, oh, I mean, if you if you want to look at how mainstream. Um... Gundam models have become. I actually saw this earlier, uh, late last week. Um, Target yep. is running advertisements, yeah, for Gundam models. Like, well, Target actually gets they, exclusive I mean, they, Gundam models now, right? And, and you know, they they were, and it's not just like, yeah, they they did kind of have like a few of them in like their little niche section, yeah, like yep. the weird toys section that's usually over by the the electronics. Um, but now they're actually like stocking shelves of them in like the toy, the actual toy section. Yeah. With different, you know, unique, uh, um, unique uh, model kits to yeah. them, you know, exclusives. 
so you know, model Gundam models and 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 you know models in general are definitely you know kind of in vogue. Yeah, which I mean, it's it's nice for me because that's that's one of my other hobbies where, like, I can sit down and just spend you know twenty thirty minutes thinking around, piecing a model together. So I mean, obviously, like any model kit, some are easier than others. Some some I can knock out in a half an hour. Some of them, especially if I go bigger scale, can take several weeks or several months. Did you ever finish that perfect grade? Yes, I did. It is sitting uh, sitting on my display case, or my display cabinet, proudly displayed on top. <laughs> and, like, fun fact, I actually bought a one of the SD, like, Chibi-style Gundams of that same model kit. Well, a, a variation of it, because that particular Gundam, the uh, perfect grade, is the only one they've ever released of it. Right. But they had an SD model that was, like, another version of it is actually sitting in front of it in the exact same pose. So <laughs> it's, it's that, uh, don't ever talk to me or my son again. <laughs> gotcha. So, but, um, I mean, even we've only barely touched on movies, uh, Mar like Marvel movies, most of them. Um, we'll get into that later. Uh, another episode, probably, uh, Marvel movies, even people that aren't like super comic book fans, will go and watch a Marvel movie just because they know it's going to be an enjoyable time. Um, like, back when, when we were younger, I mean, there was... There were a, a few... Like, there were the X-Men movies. Um, Batman. Batman. I mean, even before that, you know, the old, uh, even older yet, the Superman movies. Mm -hmm. But there weren't... I mean, just the Marvel movies alone have countless... Was it like... They're up to almost 35 films now, or they'll be at, at 35 by the end of the year, I think. Yeah, Which, something like that. I mean, and that's that's a, a whole franchise that some of them are sequels, but most of them are brand new brand new movies. I mean, we've got the Captain America saga, we've got Thor, we've got Iron Man, we have the tangentially canon Hulk movies, Doctor Strange, Spider Man. I mean, you've got Black Widow. Morbius. You've got Morbius. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I still want to see the train wreck. But I mean, my, my point is, like, there are so many, and even people that aren't, like, big comic book fans will go and watch them. Right. And it's 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 nice to see those kind of things getting the attention that they are, even from, you know, not their target demographic, because that means those things are going to be successful. They're going to keep getting made. They're going to keep coming out with new ones. And, like, for us being nerds, that's that's bloody awesome, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff out there um, yeah. to watch and enjoy and consume as far as nerd culture goes. And there's again, it's it's not being a nerd nowadays isn't a isn't a derogatory term anymore. Yeah. It, like, I mean, the generally from what I've seen, if you if you see the you know, you see some of those people that are you know walk down the street and they're like, oh look at that nerd. There's usually like thirty people that look at him and go. You know, you're a jackass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's no longer, you know, making, well, it's never been, it's never been good to make fun of anybody for, yeah. you know, for their, what they want to do. I'm not going to make fun of the guy that likes to go to the gym, all the, you know, the gym yeah. rat type that wants to go and, and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what he likes to do. Yeah, that, that's his hobby, you know? Well, yeah. Have his, is, is it for me? No. Like, I, I have a daily workout routine, but... One distance, but two, I just I don't have time to devote, you know, a full gym membership to go. You know, it's just it's just not in the cards for me. But I'm not going to knock anybody that does do it. You know, 
vice versa. Yeah, exactly. We're obviously nerds, you know. It's it's we're gonna play video games. We're gonna read comic books. We're gonna you know read that new fantasy novel. We're gonna play D anD D. Um, it's it's our hobby. It's what we do, and it's it's that's kind of the the crux of this whole episode is nerds are nerds are here. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. We're, there's only gonna be more of us. So, you know, learn your place. No. Um. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, with that, you know, I'll say, you know, uh, vote Tim and Ian in 2028. Um, Nat 20s for everyone. That, that was Exactly. A, that was a two. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, he must be playing a bard. Oh, um. hey, inspiration. <laughs> I got a 10 that time. Um. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yes. At least I didn't hold up uh. a one. Um. <laughs> Oh, then he would be playing a bard. Yeah. Especially my old bard. He could never roll for anything. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. Either a wizard rolled a 20 or a bard rolled a 1. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. So does that mean Yamcha's actually a bard? You shut up right now. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. But yeah, ner- uh, nerds, yes. we're, we're here, we're proud of who we are, and we're, we're happy to share that with anybody that wants to ask. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up for the uh, the day. And uh, as always, we thank you for joining the nerds uh, <laughs> in our uh, non-sequitur rants about all things nerdy. Um, <clears throat> with that... Uh, uh, we hope uh, to see you again next time. Uh, you can find uh, all of our media out there on uh, anchor.fm, uh, which feeds out to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, several other podcasting sites, uh, youtube.com slash nerds for video recordings of our uh, podcasts. Uh, and you can also catch us on social media, uh, Twitter at nerd and facebook.com slash nerds. Occasionally, we will do some streaming on twitch.tv slash nerds. We need, we need to get so, around actually doing that more. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, maybe when when life lightens up a little bit, we'll yeah. we can actually find you know carve out some some decent time. There we go. So, but uh, yeah, I think that'll go ahead and do it for us. Uh, so well, once again, we thank you. Uh, we all hope you have a wonderful week and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, so um, yeah, for uh, the non-secretary nerds, uh, as always, I'm Ian and I'm Tim. Hi, everybody.